Hey, podcast people, this is Ophira, and we are excited to announce our next roadshow. We are bringing our show to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It's on Wednesday, April 9th at the Paps Theater, and you will not want to miss this show. For tickets, just go over on your internet and bring up papstheater.org. That's P-A-B-S-T theater.org. And if you'd like to be a contestant, just send us an email to askmeanother at npr.org. We'll see you there. From NPR and WNYC, live from the Castro Theater in San Francisco, this is Ask Me Another. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, your host for this next hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. We're here at the San Francisco Comedy Festival, SF Sketchfest, and we have a great show for you. Some very special guests, Mythbusters Adam Savage, and from NBC's community, Danny Pudi. Now, please welcome a man who is half hipster, half hippie, 100% organic, free-range, and biodegradable, our farm-to-stage, one-man house band, Mr. Jonathan Colton. Hello. Our first guest has his Fitbit on the pulse of the Silicon Valley. I'm talking about tech columnist for the New York Times, Farhad Manju. Welcome to Ask Me Another. Hi, good to be here. Uh, as someone who's writing uh, tech stuff, I'm sure you're getting a lot of the new gadgets or finding out about new great tech trends. Is there anything that is on the horizon that would like blow our minds? No, not blow your minds, but, like, annoy you. I oh, think good. that's Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like Google Glass, for example. Yeah. Like, everyone's going to get annoyed by it, but I think we're going to be using things like that. Wearable technology. We're just going to completely absorb yeah, it into we're just our lifestyle. Going to, every, every part of the internet is going to be integrated into your body. Ugh. Now, by absolute coincidence, we found a very worthy opponent for you. Uh, he considers himself the self-appointed fact-checker for your former employer, Slate.com, and claims to have read almost everything Slate has published since the year 2000. Please welcome Robert Aros Harmon. Have you guys met before? Oh, we have, yes. You have a long history? <laughs> <laughs> no, we've met, um, uh, and uh, he has submitted several corrections of my articles. <laughs> <laughs> now, you go by Aros, which is a nickname. Yes. Is that a nickname that you have given yourself? I, I always say it chose me. Um, so originally, I was just going by my first initial, R, and then I rejiggered my Mac OS computer to say, welcome to ROS. Aros. So the computer's name was Aros. And when I moved to the West Coast, people already knew me from online, from logging into, like, IRC channels. Login sure, from sure. Aros.resident. And, and, you know, I mean, it's a lot less common than Michael. <laughs> I was not expecting that story. Yeah, that was... Uh... <laughs> This game is kind of made for the two of you in the sense that you will love it and it will probably drive you a little nuts because it's called Yahoo Seriously. Because <laughs> once upon a time, if you didn't know anything, you had to go to a library and find a book and read it. And that would be your definitive answer. But now, of course, all you have to do is turn to the Internet. And the problem with the Internet is that it's full of self-appointed experts we are going to ask you to identify famous historical figures. But the catch is, we're only going to give you information we sourced 
from Yahoo Answers. Oh, awesome. <laughs> that we like to call the Internet's most semi-helpful information resource. <laughs> so for an example, let's welcome our puzzle guru, Art Chung. Hey, Ophira. Hey, Art. So on Yahoo Answers, a contributor described one famous figure as the, quote, dead guy with crazy hair because he invented physics. <laughs> of course, he was referring to Albert Einstein. So we've edited down the comments and corrected some, but not all of the grammar. But these are actual posts by actual people to actual questions <laughs> on Yahoo Answers. So ring in when you know who we're talking about, and the winner will move on to our Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. Okay. Here's your first question. His nonviolence was a powerful tool. He captured the hearts and imagination of a nation. He once stopped a national riot just by refusing to eat. Wish we could all do that and have it work. Farhad. Gandhi? Yeah! She was a real person. She died a while ago. She was a cook and mostly known for massaging chickens. She was very funny. Aras. Julia Child. Exactly. I think he was a rabble rouser in Cuba and helped the communist revolution there, but he got killed by the CIA. I think. I mean, I'm pretty sure, but I might be wrong. Aras. I'm going to go with Che Guevara. You're going to go with correct. It's a band, but also a person. The Archduke of Austria-Hungary, who was assassinated, causing World War I. Aros. Uh, Franz Ferdinand. Yes. Also, GFK was a film and perhaps a president. <laughs> she was a scientist who helped discover x-rays. Sorry, I can't say more. I wish I could. I think she won the Nobel Peace Prize. Aros. Marie Curie? Yes. Yeah, you really only had to hear she was a scientist on that one. Well, that's you. That is what you only need to hear. <laughs> I don't understand, too. It's like, I'm sorry, I can't say more. But, like, is there a gun to your head know, while you were typing your Yahoo answer? You're typing in an answer for free. You don't even know what you're talking about. Don't apologize. And then, if you don't know, just type it in something else. But yeah, right. You've got the whole internet right. to figure it out. This is your last question. He sounds like a guy who invented the vanilla strawberry chocolate ice cream in the same container combo. Shall we guess? <laughs> I mean, it has something to do with Neapolitan. Yeah, the... See, you're too smart. You're being a little too smart right now. Sound it out. Sound it out. Napoleon. Farhad, you got it. Very good. A small but powerful container. All right, Art, how did our contestants do? It uh, looked like all that fact-checking panned out because Oros is our winner. Congratulations, Oros. You'll be moving on to our Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. Thank you so much, Farhad. You were an amazing contestant for us. Oh, thank you.
say hello to our next two contestants, Kristen Granlund and Tyler Hinman. Now, we've got two puzzle pros on our stage. Tyler, I recognize you from the American Crossword Puzzle Tournament. That's right. Uh, and you also construct puzzles for um, the Onions AV Club. Right, yeah. Do you have a favorite clue? Do you, I, I feel like everyone has one in their mind, right, when they construct these puzzles? Uh, yeah, I wrote one about a year ago. Uh, I, the clue was simply Brand X, and uh, the answer was Katy Perry. Nice. Russell Brand's X. There Brilliant. it is. Yeah. <laughs> good, right? Yeah. I love that sound. Yeah. Of people getting it? No, that more sound? the groan. The groan. <laughs> Very good. And Kristen, you have played in many big puzzle events. Sure. And recently, you were given or you figured out your best anagram of, the, was, of your name? It was given to me. What is the anagram of your name? Drunk Girl and Saint. Uh, and who gave that to you? So I was actually invited up to San Francisco on a puzzle date. Split a bottle of wine. We both brought some puzzles and had a good time. And when he... Are these, are these euphemisms or are you actually... Did you guys boggle? That's a third date, right? Third date boggle. <laughs> and so when he called me up with the final details, he said, I, ho- I hope you're not offended, but I anagrammed your name and it came out to Drunk Girl and Saints. And I'm definitely not offended by that. Do you tweet? No. You don't tweet? Interesting. Do you tweet, Tyler? Uh, y- yeah, occasionally. All right, because this game is called You Can't Handle the Handle. <laughs> it's a game about Twitter, Jonathan. And Twitter was invented right here in San Francisco. Look at that. Yeah, I know. It's a crazy coincidence that we're doing a game about it here in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, it is. Contestants, since you live here, uh, and surely most of you listening right now, know that user accounts on Twitter, which are known as handles, Begin with the at symbol, which is the A with the circle around it. Now I'm just talking to my mom, who probably doesn't know this. (laughs) Hi, Mom. In this game, we are going to give you clues to words and names that when you put the letters A-T in front of them, become other words. So, Puzzle Guru, Art Chung, can you give us an example? If we said, this user tries and tries to seduce you with his tweets, the handle we're looking for is at Tempter or attempter. <laughs> okay, so. Oh, there's that groan there's again. There's that groan no, again. No, nobody yeah. likes Weird. this game already. Nope. Everybody... I feel like I should get a handicap since I don't tweet. You know, you know the alphabet, though, right? <laughs> All right. Each tweet from this belligerent user is a pointed barb like a pushpin. Tyler. At tack. At tack. That's right. Tack and attack. He's a non-believer who tweets about burglaries and bank robberies. Tyler. At heist. At heist. Or atheist. That's right. She's a twitchy user who tweets from the top floor of her house. Tyler. At tick. At tick. That's right. Attic. At tick. While contemplating the smallest particle of an element... She tweets her mantra. Tyler. At om. At om. At om. Um. Um, at uh-huh. Um. Yeah, that's right. He's a lover of vintage video games like Pong, who likes to pretend he's a Hollywood agent from the series Entourage. Kristen. At Ari. 
At Ari, that's right. All right, this is your last question. A European capital city, it tweets mostly about female barnyard fowl. Tyler. At hens. At hens. At hens or Athens, that's right. Art Chung, who won that game? Tyler is our winner. Congratulations, Tyler. We'll see you at the end of the show. Coming up, we're going to bust some myths with the Discovery Channel's Adam Savage and find out, is it true that goldfish only have a memory span of three seconds? So if you have a goldfish, remind them to stick around. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is NPR's Ask Me Another. Thanks for listening to Ask Me Another. Did you know that there are lots of other NPR podcasts out there that you'd enjoy? Like Pop Culture Happy Hour. Pop Culture Happy Hour features spirited discussions of movies, books, TV, and nostalgia. (sighs) Find NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour on iTunes under Podcasts. You're listening to Ask Me Another from NPR and WNYC. We are here at the Castro Theater in San Francisco, and I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and with me is our one-man house band, Mr. Jonathan Colton. Let's give it up for our favorite mythbuster, Adam Savage. Now, so many of the experiments uh, that you were doing, the, the myths that you were challenging, look very scary, I would say dangerous to me on television, but I don't know. Which ones were scary to you? No, they're, most of them that seem scary to you were also scary to us. <laughs> Good to know. I, I, there's many times I've sat at the top of a long ramp and thought... <laughs> Well, I've pretty much done everything I can to make this as safe as possible, but this might be the last thing I ever do. That's not so bad. Are there any um, myths out there that you're like, we want to do this, but it's just too dangerous? Like, we just cannot figure out how to... There is a, a really elaborate one about a truck full of liquid oxygen that spills on the road, and the liquid oxygen combines with the asphalt, the petroleum product, to turn the entire road into a bomb. Um, and we have... Yeah. <laughs> that does sound dangerous. No, it's, and awesome. But, but so we've, researched, we've researched liquid oxygen to discover that it is the scariest substance on Earth. That it literally, and this is no exaggeration or hyperbole, can turn an oily rag into a high explosive if you hit it hard enough with a hammer, for instance. Um, but, it doesn't, but it does not do that predictably. Oh. So we could spend $100,000 on a tank full of liquid oxygen and spill it on a roadbed that we'd have to have built in a desert because we can't use a real one. And then what if nothing happens, which is often the most dangerous possible thing? Because nobody wants to go over there where nothing's happened yet. Right. You just have the intern go over and start hitting it with a hammer. Yes, exactly. No, I'm cool. I'll just wait over here. I thought one of the most 
fascinating uh, myth you did. It was all about if working out sobers you up when you're really drunk. But what was amazing is that for that one, you, I've never seen this before on television, someone just sitting there and going, I'm going to get trashed. And we watch you get trashed. Yeah. It was, I mean, we don't do that anymore. It was groundbreaking. We've stopped doing the drinking miss because it's too hard on our bodies. (laughs) It, it sounds like a great idea to get drunk at work, but then think through being at dinner with your family that night and you're already hung over. It doesn't matter that you know why you did it. It still feels like you made a really dumb life decision. <laughs> Is it painful to watch that footage? Because most of us don't get to watch the footage of us this, getting drunk. I actually, of the drunk episodes, I really prefer the ones where police are involved because whenever I have like more than two beers, all I do is tell cop stories to cops. <laughs> You're the perfect audience for this one. Well, it's, my desire for difficult people to like me comes out, and I just, I, I'm just telling cops story after story after story trying to get them to laugh. All right, so we are going to throw you in the puzzle hot seat a little later in the show. Okay. But right now, we're going to ask you to help us out with a game about Mythbusters. Would you be into that? Absolutely. All right, Adam Savage. Let's welcome our next two contestants, Sarah Ormeland and Sean Finnerty. Sarah, Sean, I would like to know, what is the most dangerous stunt you have ever done in your life or, or a, a risk that you've taken, Sean? Um, so I was on the rowing team in college, and I was the coxswain, which is like the little guy who yells at all the big guys. Yeah. And we had some dead time between practice one time, and there was a seesaw there. And we had the bright idea. We're like, oh, let's put Sean on one end of the seesaw, and then a bunch of us are going to jump on it. And then so we kept trying, and like, like it went fine the first time. We're like, oh, we could go higher. Like, let's do more people. Like, find the bigger guy. And nothing broke. <laughs> but I could have gotten a lot of trouble. Coach Gain, if you're listening, we apologize. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that sounds scary. There was a, a, a balance and imbalance involved. <laughs> Sarah? Um, I would have to say breaking into the Belize Zoo at night. Sure, yeah, I know. I've done that. (laughs) Yours is way cooler. (laughs) (laughs) Why? why? Let's start with that question. Well, you can actually sleep at the Belize Zoo. They have cabins there. And unfortunately, my boyfriend and I arrived at night. And also, unfortunately, the Belize Zoo is literally in the middle of nowhere. And the bus dropped us off. And the bus driver literally laughed at us when he dropped us off and said, the zoo's closed. And my boyfriend said, should we go try to find a payphone? And I said, no, I think we should climb over the fence. Right. (laughs) So this car pulls up and says, are you trying to sleep at the zoo? And we said, yes. And they said, we've been waiting for you. Get in our car. And we said, okay. Sure. (laughs) That is a bizarre and sweet story. (laughs) So, Adam, over the years, you have tested nearly 800 myths. And along the way, you've used 12 tons of explosives and destroyed over 100 cars. Yes. That's pretty impressive. I'm proud of that. Yeah. And so in this game, with Adam's help, we are going to take a little trip into the past, see if these contestants can figure out which myths were confirmed and which were busted. For example, we mentioned the myth that goldfish have a memory span of only three seconds. Adam, did you find that to be true or false? Actually, we found that that is something people with goldfish in tiny bowls tell themselves to make themselves feel better. 
when in fact Jamie as a teenager trained a goldfish to ring a bell when it was hungry. <laughs> they, they, they do definitely have a memory of longer than three seconds. So the truth is they are fully aware of their horrible existence. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. Okay, Sean and Sarah, we're going to alternate between the two of you. So we'll give you a myth uh, that the Mythbusters have tested. Just tell us, did they confirm it or did they bust it? You can get electrocuted by urinating on the third rail of a train track. What do you think, Sean? That was busted, I think. Adam? That's correct. Mm-hmm. Girls don't have this issue or uh, No, no, no. Thoughts? Girls and boys would have the same issue, which is that your pee is laminar for the first couple of inches, but then it goes turbulent and no electricity will travel through Tell those droplets. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. <laughs> Actually, now that I think about it, a girl would be more likely to be electrocuted because she's... Closer to the ground. Yes. Well, it looks like we're going to have to try that one again, huh? (laughs) All right, Sarah, this one's for you. Using one's cell phone while pumping gasoline can cause an explosion. Confirmed. Adam, what do you say? That was actually busted. Busted. People are shocked and appalled. It basically turns out that uh, the cell phone generates no electrical spark whatsoever uh, when you're opening it or using it, but that people on their cell phones will tend to get in and out of the seat while pumping gas. And getting in and out of a cloth seat of a car can generate up to 20,000 volts of static electricity, and that is plenty to ignite the gasoline fumes around your tank. So when you yes. pump gas, just don't get out of the car. Don't move. So it's, uh, it, no, amazingly, it actually turns out that this happened more to young people who get out of the car, with, uh, unlike us old people, who get out of the car holding on to stuff and thus grounding ourselves against the body <laughs> of the car. Young people hop out full of right. electricity. All right, Sean. You can break a wine glass by singing at the right pitch. Confirmed? Correct. You are absolutely yeah. correct. And what is that? What, what is the? Is it um, a note actually, or a Actually, it turns range? out to be if you take a nice crystal wine glass and you tap it and it goes, that is the note at which you can shatter it. Uh, and a heavy metal singing teacher, Jamie Vendera, um, told us about the technique. He used a speaker with a special modification on it to do it. But for us on camera... We got him to do it with only his voice, and we have confirmed that that's the first time it was ever caught on film or video was done on Mythbusters on this stage right in front wow. of you. All right, Sarah. A penny dropped off a skyscraper can kill you if it lands on your head. I'm starting to feel really bad because I feel like I've seen these on the plane, but like not watching them. Do you know, every time I'm walking back from the bathroom and I see people watching Mythbusters, I always want to go, hey, Zern, do you have any questions? (laughs) Um, I'm going to say busted. Correct. It was busted. The penny will never have enough of a velocity to actually cause you any damage. We made a penny go two and a half thousand miles per hour and we couldn't break bone with it. Um, more than that, the Empire State Building's observation deck is 130 feet back from the street. So you'd have to be able to chuck a penny pretty far in order to get it to the street to begin with. By the way, all the floors below that are littered with change. <laughs> <laughs> trying. Just trying. Somebody's going to get rich someday. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right, this is your last set of questions. 
Sean, a person can stay underwater for an extended period of time by breathing the air from a car tire. Confirmed? I'm sorry, that was busted. I know, it seems like a reasonable thing, and every time I watch the footage, I think I should try again, but I gave it like three full tries underwater, and I could not get good, solid breaths out of the car tire. It was a, that was in a James Bond. That was like that it was was a James Bond, and Jason Bourne also did it in The Bourne Identity. Totally not possible. Yeah, those tires are good for nothing. Sarah, you can make a seaworthy boat entirely out of duct tape. Sounds amazing. Um... <laughs> Confirmed? Yes. We have, in fact, made four seaworthy boats in the course of doing Mythbusters. A sailboat, a 22-foot outrigger canoe, and two rafts that actually survived Class 5 rapids. (laughs) How much tape are you using per vessel? It was like 20 to 150 rolls of tape. Oh, Oh, that's very cool. Well, you know, it's also great. We have a tie. Nice job, Sean and Sarah. Okay. Tiebreaker question. Which of these things did we discover that a can of cola can do? A, clean a toilet, B, remove bloodstains, or C, degrease an engine? Sarah. How about... (laughs) 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 Clean a toilet. Nope, I'm sorry, the answer... Shall wait, I give wait, the, oh. wait, was it remove bloodstains? Yes, it is remove bloodstains. All right. Sean, we're going to see you at the end of the show, and thank you so much to Adam Savage. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Here's a myth that you have to appear in person on our stage to be on our show. Busted, if you have a landline, you can call in and we can make your trivia dream happen. Just send an email to us at askmeanother at npr.org. Let's welcome back our puzzle guru, Art Chung, and our next two contestants, Jocelyn Draw and Karen Sulkis. If you could bring back one thing from the 80s, what would you bring back, Karen? I would bring back discovering bands on the radio and then going to see them live. Yeah, that's nice. And that was the only way you could see them or hear them or be their friends. Yeah, because you said that, uh, yeah. Because you weren't really their friends. I'm pretty sure every public radio station after this airs will isolate that clip and play it as a promo, so thank you for that. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Jocelyn, how about you? Um, I miss the era of MTV when they showed videos. Oh, yeah! (laughs) Both music-related requests, which is great because this is a music game. It's called The News, According to Huey Lewis. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Jonathan? San Francisco has been home to some of America's greatest oh, music boy. acts. Etta James, Janis Joplin, Carlos Santana. I personally have a soft spot for Huey Lewis and his band, The News. So, for this game, we have rewritten lyrics to Huey Lewis's Power of Love to be about major news items from the 1980s. All you have to do is identify the person or group or thing or whatever that I am singing about. You ready? Oh, we'll, sure. we'll see how it goes. Yeah. You, pull, 
You both seem surprisingly stressed out for a game about Huey Lewis and the news. Okay, here we go. Closet of shoes was a curious treat. Over a thousand pairs, but only two feet. Road to fame on Ferdinand's dime. This Asian first lady had a really good time. Karen. Imelda Marcos. You got it. Ninety-six miles long and twelve feet tall. Built in the sixties, it was bound to fall. Hopeless rampart through a hopeful town. The power of Gorbachev tore it down. Karen? Berlin Wall. Berlin Wall is correct. Here we go. Time for the chorus now. Don't need stubble on your face. Don't need to be a dude to go to space. Just learn how to operate a robot arm. For grabbing satellites on the Challenger flight. Jocelyn? Oh my god, I'm sorry. <laughs> you were so excited. I know, you I was totally in. excited. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I actually, you know what? I actually don't even get what the I, question I, was. No, I you know. know. Like, I, like, like, okay, Karen? Is it Sally Ride? It is Sally oh. Ride. It was there, right? Jocelyn was there in your head, and then it was gone. No, actually. Oh, no. Right. <laughs> First time you saw it in those days of yore. The coolest computer of 1984. With a beige plastic case and a handle on top. Got the power to make your hard drive stop. Karen? The Apple Mac? The Macintosh computer. That is right. The Mac. Okay, we are now at the bridge. (laughs) Selling weapons to Iran isn't fair. Yeah, but you don't care. You do what you have to do to fund a foreign coup. Shredding documents with Fawn Hall You feel the power of obstructing Congress Jocelyn Oliver North Ollie North, you got it Making the Olympics is an uphill climb The coolest running's in the wintertime It's cold and it's icy sliding down that track It's probably why they crashed. What's the name of that team? Jocelyn? The Jamaican bobsled team. That's right. Archung, how'd we do? Jocelyn had a good comeback, but Karen is our winner. Congratulations, Karen. You are moving on to our Ask Me One More final round coming at the end of the show. Coming up from NBC's cult sitcom Community, we'll talk to our VIP actor and comedian Danny Pudi. We'll see if he knows his action-adventure tropes, so stay tuned. This is NPR's Ask Me Another.
Welcome back to Ask Me Another. We're live in San Francisco, and you are listening to another hour of trivia, puzzles, and word games. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and please welcome our very important puzzler, Danny Pudi. Hello, San Francisco. We are so pleased to have you. We are huge fans of Community, and we love your character, Abed. And we sort of think, actually, he would probably fit in uh, pretty well here as a contestant, no? He would do pretty well in this game. (laughs) Uh, He's sort of an encyclopedia of pop culture. Um, In many ways, he's been misunderstood his whole life. Very focused and very into things, and uh, his passion currently is film. So would you say you were 100% different from your character? Not 100%. I mean, there's definitely things that I was doing that was awkward. I mean, I lit myself on fire. I would (laughs) spend a lot of time memorizing statistics off of baseball cards when I was a kid. How did you light yourself on fire? Uh, It was a dare. (laughs) I was uh, into burning things at that time in my life. I was 14. I decided to put some lighter fluid on some bushes. They burned. It works. That's a myth. That is... Confirmed. Um, <laughs> then it progressed, and I decided to write my name, Pooty, in lighter fluid on my shorts, and then light it and run through the park so everyone see Pooty like, on fire, like Hunger Games style, before Hunger Games. <laughs> I didn't realize that the material that I was wearing was very flammable, and it quickly burned, and it got, it got out of hand very quickly. Stop, drop, and roll doesn't work as well as you think it does. Uh, and then I had to ride my bike into the emergency room and told them I lit myself on fire. Proudest moment of my life! (laughs) So, I love the spoofs that you guys do on Community. They are bizarre and so creative. My Dinner with Andre, Westerns and action movies, Matrix, Die Hard, Terminator. Did you grow up watching all of this stuff? So when you were given, they're like, all right, we're going to do this. You're like, yeah, I'm on it. Or do you go home and do tons of research? It's a little bit of both. I mean, I definitely grew up with it. I couldn't wait when I was a kid. Like, for Friday nights, me, my brother, my sister would we'd go to, to Blockbuster. Oh, Blockbuster. Oh, yes. And uh, we would stack up on all the police academies and uh, spend 48 hours straight watching all of them while we did, like, all the sound effects and stuff. That was great. So, uh, yeah, I would say I was into those movies as a kid, kind of as much as anybody who grew up in the 80s was. Right. You grew up in Chicago. Yep. Shot town. Yeah. Your father is of Indian descent and your mother is Polish, but you grew up speaking Polish in the house? I did. Naprawdę. Tak. Buzi gdzie? Dałem buzi. We're just blowing kisses, guys. No bigs. No bigs. So, yeah, it was a very strange upbringing. <laughs> it was amazing. I don't know if there was love, romance, deals. <laughs> it was just, uh, uh, Dami Bougie means uh, give me a kiss. So it was like blowing Aww, kisses and stuff. It was sweet. Adorable. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. so nice. What did your parents think about you becoming an actor or pursuing that? I think they knew right away it was probably one of the only career choices for me. So <laughs> it really worked out. I think, uh, you know, I had some energy that needed to be focused. And uh, my family always encouraged the arts. My grandparents definitely did. And I grew up living with my grandparents, too. And so... I was lucky. I grew up in an environment where they were definitely open to it. You moved to L.A., and you're going out for roles. Was Hollywood trying to typecast you based on your ethnic background? Like, were you only going out for Polish roles? You know... (laughs) Thank you for finally understanding the struggles. Um, 
What's funny is that uh, never. I've never had that. <laughs> I tell everybody this is a fact, that I have played five different Sanjays. <laughs> Let me tell you, as an actor, trying to find nuance and differentiate between five different Sanjays is a... Uh, Ah, uh, it's a gift. It is. It's a gift. Are you ready to take on and ask me another challenge? Um, I, th- I think I am. I mean, yeah. I yeah. Mean, I mean, we have to do this, right? We well, have to do it. That would be awesome. All right, I'm going to take that as a yes. Yeah, yeah, yes, let's do it. Let's, right. do it. let's do it. Let's welcome back your opponent, Adam Savage. Yeah. So here's what we're going to do. Adam. From your days at Industrial Light and Magic, you built props and models for such films as Terminator 3, The Matrix sequels, Phantom Menace, so your movie chops are pretty good. Oh, man. Well, all those movies sucked. (laughs) Good enough. And Danny, as you mentioned, your character on Community Abed is a walking encyclopedia of pop culture knowledge and knows a lot about movies. I don't see how that's going to help him. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Character well, is the key word there. Well, we were just hoping, and we just decided to write a game based on hope. <laughs> this game is about great one-liners that you hear in action-adventure films. Jonathan and I are going to do some very dramatic readings from classic action films, and all you have to do is tell us the title of the film they come from. And uh, NPR's legal department has asked me to warn you that we're going to be using some loud sound effects. Mm. So don't panic. Are you ready? Ready. Ready. For this first question, Jonathan. Yes. You are a terrorist played by Gary Oldman. Uh-huh. And I am Harrison Ford. You made one mistake when you killed my pilot, Mr. President. No one left to fly the plane. I got parachute. Whatever happens, you lose. I win. Get off my plane. Danny. Air Force One. Yes! Now I can relax. (laughs) You're on the board. Whatever happens now, you're on the board. It doesn't matter anymore. See, Mom? (laughs) Now I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Jonathan, you're my wife, Sharon Stone. That makes sense. <laughs> Honey, you wouldn't hurt me, would you, sweetheart? Sweetheart, be reasonable. After all, we're married. Consider that a divorce. <laughs> Adam. Total recall. Yes! Oh. That sound effect is like a bass drum falling down the stairs. <laughs> It also happened the moment I hit my buzzer. I thought I got a new sound effect. <laughs> we did that just for you, you an really explosion. Yeah, yeah. That would be good. Adam, when you push that button, someone that you do not know. No, don't push it! You've got it wired up to your opponent. Brilliant. Good instincts. If you see me running when I'm, like, you see me on the street and I'm running, you should just try and keep up. <laughs> now I'm Sylvester Stallone, and Jonathan's the supermarket killer. And he's got hostages. Now you're bringing the television cameras in here now. Come on, bring them in. Can't do that. Why? 
I don't deal with psychos. I put them away. I ain't no psycho man. I'm a hero. You're looking at a swear word. Hunter. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a hero of the new world. You're disease and I'm the cure. Adam. Cobra. Yes. Wow. (laughs) Deep cut. That's a deep cut right there. Remember Air Force One? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thank you. Thanks so much. You nailed that one. You Thanks really so nailed that I just, one. It was fast. It was like right there. Just yeah. put it all into it. I mean, you know? Adam's gotten a lot of answers right, but not <laughs> as well as you got that one right. <laughs> now. I'm Danny Glover, and Jonathan's an evil South African official who's just shot my partner. Drop the gun, bleephole. (laughs) (laughs) Diplomatic immunity. It's just been revoked. (laughs) Adam. Lethal Weapon 2. Now, Jonathan, for this one, yeah. you are a bad guy lying on the ground. Okay. I know what you're thinking. Did he fire six shots, or was it only five? Well, to tell you the truth, in all this excitement, I kind of lost track myself. But being as this is a 44 Magnum, the most powerful handgun in the world, that would blow your head clean off. You've got to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do ya, punk? Danny. Dirty Harry. Yes! <laughs> this is your last clue. This time, Jonathan. Yeah? You're gonna be Arnold Schwarzenegger. Finally. Yes. And I'm a bunch of kids. <laughs> What's the matter? I have a headache. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. (laughs) Danny. Kindergarten cop. Yeah! Yeah! (laughs) Let's go to our puzzle guru, Art Chung, for the score. Art? I was so hoping this was going to happen. It's a tie. All right! I gotta get to the roll. You wanna play games? Okay, I play games. Come on, okay. You wanna play rough? Okay. Say hello to my little friend. Adam? Scarface. That is correct. They are shaking hands. (laughs) What an inspired game. Thank you both for playing. Let's hear it for our special guests, Danny Pudi and Adam Savage. So you think you're lonely Well, my friend, I'm lonely too Want to get back to my city by the bay When the lights go down 
city and the sun shines on the bay oh I want to be there in my city This week's grand champion, let's bring back from Yahoo Seriously, Aros Harmon, from You Can't Handle the Handle, Tyler Hinman, from Mythbusters, Sean Finnerty, and from the news, according to Huey Lewis, Karen Sulkis. Our puzzle guru, Art Chung, is going to crown a champion. Thanks, Ophira. This final round is called Out of This World. In this game, every correct answer will contain something found in outer space. For example, if I said this classic Atari game involves shooting flying objects on the screen to protect your spaceship, that would be asteroids. We're playing the spelling bee style, so one wrong answer and you're out. The last person standing is our Ask Me Another grand winner. Remember, every answer contains the name of something you'd find in outer space. Here we go. Oros. This scientific documentary series has aired on PBS since 1974. Cosmos? No, I'm sorry. That's incorrect. Let's see if Tyler knows. Nova? Nova is correct. Yes. Thank you, Oros. Sean, he's the Roman counterpart of Poseidon, the Greek god of the sea. Neptune? Neptune is correct. Karen, you might have heard this guy sing his hit songs, Locked Out of Heaven and Treasure, during the halftime show of the 2014 Super Bowl. Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars, you got it. Tyler, in 2004, Howard Stern signed a multi-million dollar contract with this satellite radio company. Sirius? Sirius, you got it. Sean, the phrase La Cerveza Mas Fina appears on this Mexican beer's bottles. Corona? Well done. Karen. Yes. David Beckham played for this Major League Soccer team from 2007 to 2012. The L.A. Galaxy? That is correct. Tyler, this play by Lorraine Hansberry profiles an African-American family's struggles in South Chicago. A Raisin in the Sun? Sun, that is correct. Sean, in 1954, this reverend founded the Unification Church. Reverend Universe. At the- <laughs> I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Let's see if Karen knows the answer. Reverend Moon? Reverend Moon is correct. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. We're down to two players, Tyler and Karen. Tyler, this brand of sugar-free gum from Wrigley's was introduced in 1976, pulled off of shelves, and then reintroduced in 2001. Sorry, brand of gum, did you say? A brand of sugar-free gum from Wrigley's. Orbit? Yes, an orbit. Karen... Also the name of a space station, this Russian word means peace or world. Oh, my God. Do you have an answer? I do, but not. <laughs> not, not right now. I know it's not Sputnik. I'm sorry, time is up. Tyler, if you know the answer, you are our winner. Is it Mir? Mir is correct. Congratulations, Tyler. You're our Ask Me Another big winner. 
And in celebration of your achievement, our VIP Danny Pudi has agreed to serenade you right here in front of all of these people in Polish. Okay, uh, this is for you. Jedzie pociąg z daleka, na nikogo nie czeka. Konduktorze łaskawy, zawiesz nas do Tyler's house! I also got him a little prize. It's the Polish and Indian flags. (laughs) Congratulations, Tyler. A huge thank you to Danny Pudi for that. And also a special thanks to Farhad Manju and Adam Savage. And while I'm at it, thank you for listening. If you would like to be a contestant or come to a live taping, find us on Facebook or Twitter. Just look around for NPR Ask Me Another. And you can be a puzzle player anytime, anyplace by downloading our podcast from iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn. Ask Me Another's puzzle guru is Art Chung. Hey, my name anagrams to Narc Thug. Our house musician is Jonathan Colton. Now, Jolt the Cannon. Additional puzzle writing by Kyle Beakley, Josiah Madigan, Greg Pliska, and James Ramsey. Ask Me Another is produced by Jesse Baker, Jab Seekers, Josh Rogeson, Sojig Honors, John Asante, Pat No Jeans, and Eleanor Kagan, and Orange Lake, along with Portia robertson Migas and Eric Newsom. We are recorded by Damon Whittemore, a Midtown Theorem. We'd like to thank the Castro Theater, a Hot Streetcar, SF Sketchfest, FS Fetchfest. <laughs> that is terrible. And our production partner, WNYC. CYNW. I'm her right begonias. Vera Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. you're still here? Very cool. Thanks for listening to Ask Me Another. You know, there are a lot of other NPR podcasts out there that you would enjoy, like one of my favorites, Pop Culture Happy Hour. What is that? You should listen. It features really spirited conversations about movies and books, television and nostalgia. So find NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour on iTunes under podcasts.